guys, welcome to day two of your 90 day detox. So today we're going to go over the smear campaign and Stockholm syndrome. So day two, obviously almost kind of still feels like day one. You're still hurt. You're confused. Your PTSD is kicking in. So you're very heightened as to what is going on around you. You also want to control what is being said about you. So if you're anything like me, I know on day two, I had receipts for everything. And when I mean receipts, I had information for everything. I had screenshots of him cheating. I had screenshots of him um, talking disrespectful to me, talking disrespectful about his family. I had, uh, I kept pictures um, that could be used as blackmail because I wanted to control the narrative of whatever he was going to put out about me. And I wanted to be ahead. I wanted to be able to, to prove to people, to say to them, hey, you know what? This is what this person has did to me. But in the end, they're, they're flying monkeys. Let's be honest. So they're not going to believe what we have to say about the abuse because the narcissist has already controlled that situation. Um, but in our minds, we're telling ourselves, no, I want to be able to tell my story and I want to be, I want them to believe me. I believe there's nothing wrong with telling your story. Obviously I've told my story, but we also have to understand that we can't control the narrative as well. Um, a flying monkey is a flying monkey. A flying monkey is loyal to the narcissist because the, the narcissist has put in time with them and they've manipulated that person. We have to think about when we were in the situation with the narcissist and how we protected the narcissist and we became their flying monkeys. When they did something wrong to us or they disrespected us and we did not tell and we kept it to ourselves and we did not let family members or friends know, we became a flying monkey for the narcissist. We, we kept their lies. Um, and this is exactly what their friends and families are doing because they don't know any better. They only know to protect the narcissist because the narcissist has already created a smear campaign for you. So it is hard to say, hey, I'm going to tell the story and I'm going to make them believe. I know for me, I kept all of the receipts because I was going to let his family know who he was. In my head, I was like, they don't know who he is. I'm going to expose him. I'm going to let them know the real, the real person that I'm with because they think they know, but they have no idea. I've hidden so much in. And in actuality, like he had already said so many mean things about me that they already had a percept a perception about me. Um, so no matter what I said, there was already a counter. And for me, it was that, you know, I wasn't a family person. I wasn't satisfied with anything. Um, I was ungrateful and that I didn't like them. And so in my head, I I remember when I started to put the pieces together as to, okay, this is what he said I am to them. And I was like, I can't believe they would believe that. But in actuality, it was a great game because he kept me from them by saying that they didn't like me and they said X, Y, and Z about me. So of course I didn't want to be around people who didn't like me. And he knew my personality. He knew that if I knew someone did not like me, I'm not going to want to hang around them. So he made that connection really quickly and he knew how to triangulate us. He knew that I was going to be very pushed off 
from his family after hearing what they said about me and that they didn't like me. And he also knew that with my personality, it was always going to be a, a push and pull. So if he wanted to spend time with his family and wanted me to go, he knew that I was not going to go, but he would use that against me and say, you're not a family person. You don't want to hang out with my family. But in my head, I'm thinking they don't like me. Why would I want to go and put myself in that situation? But he used it as triangulation and he was able to use that, you know, as a way of control and that as a way of to anger me and that as a way um, as a smear campaign because he had already started. He started with the family and let them know that, that I was an ungrateful person and he's done so much for me and I'm just not happy. I remember I used to, we used to have arguments and he would say, I've done so much for you. And I would always tell him, I was like, what are you talking? Are you talking about materialistic things? I was like, I don't care about materialistic things. I've asked you to communicate with me and I've asked you to be faithful and you haven't done any of those things. So what have you given me? And he used to like, love to be like, I'm not talking about materialistic things. I'm just, I'm saying I've done so much for you and you're just ungrateful. And I'm like, well, tell me where I'm ungrateful I, I, I don't know if I should be grateful that you you bought me Apple products, but you're cheating on me. I don't really care about the Apple products. I, I would prefer that my husband is faithful to me opposed to products. And the products, honestly, they're not for us. The products are to show that he has, they have money or that they are providing. It's a show off. It's a brag for someone else. You get me something. One, you post it on social media that you've given it to me. And two, you want me to show it off to everyone that you've given it to me. So you're, you're just getting all of this. Oh, he's a wonderful person. He's doing that. And that's why they send the flowers in the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's why they're so sweet in the beginning. Um, when you're getting the flowers weekly and, and you're getting the I miss you's and all of this wonderful stuff, it's because they want you to give that back to them in the form of making sure that you are telling people that you're posting this information on social media somewhere that people have access to it to see that, oh my gosh, this person is so sweet. And I fell for it. I did post and I never like used to really post about um, people that I was dating, but he was sending me flowers all the time and he was saying all these sweet things. And mind you, he was in the military, so he was stationed somewhere. And so I was like, he's still finding time you know, to send me flowers and we're in a different time zone. Um, I'm like, he's just so sweet. Like this is a person that I want. Um, and I, I fell into it. I posted, I posted, you know, this person gave me this. I'm so lucky. And if you're, if you're thinking like a narcissist, he's, he's getting new fuel. He's getting new supply because now my friends and my sphere of influence is now looking at that. They're looking at it. Oh, he's a great man. Oh, wow. Wow. She's so lucky. So if something goes wrong and you know, we're not really close friends, you're just an associate on my social media pages and he reaches out to you, you're going to remember that this person is a great person. Look at all the wonderful things he did. And you must be a terrible person for letting him go and you must have messed up and oh she does seem a little a little bratty she does seem like she's a little bit too much um so we have to be really careful about how we want to proceed with the smear campaign 
it can hurt. Trust me, I that was my biggest fear. Um, well, one of my biggest fears was the smear campaign. What what was going to be said to me about? I mean, about me to people. What was he going to be putting out there? And honestly, the smear campaign had already been happening. So we get so fearful, but it's already happening. He had already, you know, posted these subliminal messages on his social media, um, stating things. So we have to just figure out a way to remain calm. And it, it is so hard to say it's, it's hard to think about because you have all of these things and you're just like, no, I want to be in control when honestly we cannot be in control of this. Um, this is the perfect day for day two to honestly start to block the flying monkeys. And it is difficult. I, I will tell you that it is difficult. I can personally let you know that I am just now after 200 and something days fully blocking everyone. I did block the narcissist and I think he had also blocked me as well. Either way, I didn't care. I had blocked the narcissist from my social media because I didn't want to see what he was being said. I also asked my friends to block the narcissist from their social media because that is a way for him obviously to still see and have a connection um, to you. But I was not ready to let go of his family and it's weird to say because we didn't really talk but I still wanted that one security of knowing that I have all these receipts I can read you and tell you exactly who this person is and and I have proof um and I, I wanted that connection just in case that you know they ever tried to reach out and say you know you're a terrible person x y and z um and then also too when you're being really honest with yourself, I still wanted a connection to him. I still wanted to know what was going on with him. I still, I still cared. I still loved him. I wanted to see pictures and updates and, and all of these things, but not have the connection of being on his page because I already knew he would be flaunting a new supply soon. And I didn't want to see that on day two, I still had access to the security cameras. And I would check the cameras and I would tell myself that I was checking them for my safety. But honestly, I was checking them because I wanted to see him. And what I saw hurt more. What I saw was that he had moved on and he looked nonchalant like he did not care. And I, I had more feeling of like that Stockholm feeling where I felt so bad for leaving. And I was questioning whether... I was the narcissist and whether I did him wrong and he didn't deserve for me to leave him the way that I left him. And, you know, now he has to be alone in the, in the house and that's not fair. And I I started feeling all these feelings of, whoa, it's him. And I was like, I didn't understand where the sympathy was coming from. And it took me a while to understand, you know, that I really did have Stockholm syndrome, that I really did for my abuser, I felt sympathy for, I felt, I felt bad for him. And I felt like, you know, I should just go back because it would be easier for him. Crazy, right? It, that has to be crazy. I, I literally just escaped a relationship from a man who tossed things at me, who 
calls me the B word who was cheating and I knew he was cheating. I had proof that he was cheating. And my thought is to go back to make it easier for him that he doesn't have to start over, that, you know, he doesn't have to be embarrassed by his family. Um, it's, it's a weird feeling because when you're going through it so early on after leaving, you honestly believe, you, well, you don't know what to believe. You're confused. Um, you're hurt. You're confused. You're sad. You're, you're angry. You're upset. You're lonely. Um, for people that have to completely a hundred percent start over and that are in shelters with children, you know, you're, you're depressed. You, you honestly, you're questioning whether this was the right decision to leave. Was it really that bad? Did I really need to leave or could he eventually change? Because there was a good time and, you know, towards the end, he wasn't so angry. He wasn't so violent um, because it's the love bombing that, that's trying to get you back. And that's trying to secure, you know, supply down the road. I remember my my narcissist telling me as we're married and as I'm telling him I'm leaving, he says, I don't hate you. Maybe we. I still want to be friends with you and maybe we can date. I mean, we're, we're married, dude. Like we can't date because we're married and we're getting a divorce now. Like he was to the point of still trying to secure supply with me. And in my head, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to show you we can be friends and I've leveled up and you're going to want me back. It was in my head on so early on, it was still about him wanting me. It was still about making him still know what he was missing out on. It wasn't about my healing. It wasn't about my, you know, me figuring out that I didn't love myself. It wasn't about that. It was literally about making him jealous still because I wanted him to be jealous and I wanted to see him break. That's what, that's what it was so early on and with me leaving. I wanted to see him break. I wanted him to come crawling back to me and to hoover me and to say, you know what? I was completely wrong. I don't know what I would do without you. I need you in my life. And, you know, obviously I didn't get that because he, he, he already had supply. So he wasn't going to be doing that. He had a huge ego. He still has a huge ego. Um, so of course I wasn't going to get the hoover that I thought I was going to get. And that upset me. And I was just like, well, how dare you not hoover me? But, you know, looking back, I was being hoovered before I even left. You know, we had, we, we were going through fights. Then we didn't make up. Then we wouldn't talk. And then it would be fights. And then we make up. And so it was like this circle in my head. I'm just like, okay, any moment he's going to say he wants me. He wants me to stay. Um, and then that's when I'm going to break his heart. I'm going to tell him I'm leaving. And I didn't get that. And I think that was, of course, that was God. That was God protecting me because if I did get that, I knew that I wouldn't have left. I would have stayed and I would have, I would have found an excuse to say why I was staying. I would have told my family that excuse that, you know what, I'm still on this lease and I don't want to mess up my credit. I can't afford to leave. I'm still trying to pay off debt. So I'm just going to stay here because it's a little bit cheaper than to leave. Um, he's going to go to counseling again. I don't really love him. I'm just here for X, Y, and Z. 
Um, so many excuses that I would have kept telling myself if God didn't ordain it the way that it was supposed to be, I would have stayed. Um, and that was the hardest part, um, to, to realize is that I still wasn't strong. I wasn't as strong as I thought I was. I thought I was so much stronger. I, I knew that I wanted to leave and that I had to escape, but I thought I didn't have that love there. And as I was leaving, I realized that I still did love him and that I was, I was going to be hurting for a while. And that scared me. That that made me question if what I was doing was correct. So day two is hard. Early on, you're, you're angry. You're still trying to control what is being said about you because you want to tell the correct story of your abuse and what this person is and everyone is looking at this person like they're just so sweet and you just don't understand how and then you have this this other side where you're just like well I feel bad for the narcissist and I still love this person and maybe it was me maybe I could have been more caring maybe I could have been more understanding been more quiet been more open uh had more more sex with with the narcissist, had less sex with the narcissist, cooked more, cleaned more, um, got dressed up more, any anything, you know, um, and and you develop that Stockholm syndrome as to it was me and what could I have done to make the narcissist better? But please believe, please, please, please believe, there is nothing you could have done to make that person better. There's nothing that can be done to make that person better. Um, When they start to show off the new supply, it will hurt. But you also have to remember, you've already dated that person. You know what they're like and they're not going to change. They're not. Even if in your head you think they will and you want to believe, you know they're not. Think about your relationship. Think about how it has gone constantly. And how it's always had a good part, a stable part, and a terrible part. And how that repeated itself in a circle. That is exactly what the new supply will be going through. So please do not worry yourself about the new supply. Or that the narcissist is changing because they are not. This is the time to write down your feelings and express how angry you are. Because it is okay still to be angry right now. So let that out, um, block as much as you can. So start to block the, the, the flying monkeys. It's hard. I know you don't want to lose the connection. Sometimes block the narcissist. Now is the time you, you have to block the narcissist from your social medias and you need to block them from your phone. Um, you probably still do want some type of contact, but it's easier to not have the contact. It's hard. It is hard but it will get better. I will be praying for you guys um, that you find clarity during this time, that you understand that you are worth more and that the abuse that happened to you is not okay and that you will heal eventually. And this is a learning lesson and then 
there's someone out there for you that will not treat you the way that the narcissist treated you. I'll talk to you guys next time.